just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekolder, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you until the top of the hour. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday. We've got a lot to get to. Let's start with introducing the folks who are here with us. Chuck Crosby from the Crosby Law Offices. You can reach Chuck. And by the way, you should know you can hire the attorney you want to close your loan. And you can reach Chuck, who does a great job, along with his team at 499-6360. Also, here, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, and he, they do a great job. You can reach them in terms of getting a loan pre-approved and to the closing table, 645-0736. And starting things off, gentlemen, home prices, you probably aware, fell for the first time in three years last month. It was the biggest decline since 2011. Media starting to pick up on this pending home sales, which is a measure of signed contracts on existing homes, dropped 19.9% in July compared with July of 2021. Good news is anybody who's invested in a home, your equity is, everybody says it's safe. And anybody who's looking to buy a home, home prices aren't rising as quickly as they were. There are more homes on the market, which will give you a better shot at not only buying a home, but buying it without having to pay crazy prices. We're working on a Zoom show, which means you send us an email, bob at com, put subject line, what it is, and then the radio question. And then in the actual body of the, the email, send me the question, and we'll get it on the air. And this first one actually is for you, Randy, and it comes from a fellow realtor here in the Louisville area. You remember you you told me to go up and see, visit United Wholesale Mortgage, which is one of the groups that you work with in Michigan a couple of years ago? Right. Uh-huh. Yep. Th- this agent in Louisville is asking about a new type of mortgage uh, that uh, United Wholesale Mortgage apparently is offering. It allows buyers to receive lower mortgage rates. At the beginning of their loan, because those lower rates are being paid for by the seller. So what what happens is the first year it's it's two points less, and then the second year it's one point less, and it's just it's it's a buy down of the rate, and the seller is paying for it in seller con, uh, concessions. So uh, that's how that works, and then they go to the normal rate. So basically, when someone moves in their house, they have a little grace period as far as. Uh, if it's a two hundred fifty thousand dollar loan, for example, they'll they'll pay about you know one hundred and sixty to uh, two hundred dollars less a month, and then a hundred dollars less a month, and then on year three they'll get into their normal um, they'll get into the normal normal mortgage. So I, they're just trying to give a little bit of relief on the front end. I suspect they're thinking that the buyer's income is going to improve, so they can will be able to pay a little bit more. But at the same time, this seems like a throwback, a little bit of an arm, a little bit of a buy down. But it, it seems like what's happening is we've got a lot of people who are trying to be creative and getting things done for the buyer and the seller, right? I, I agree. And again, I've sold two arm rates in uh, 22 years now in business. And I believe we have a 5.1 arm rate, uh, uh, 4%, uh, 6.12 APR, but a 4%, and I really believe in that right now, and yeah. um, MLS number 26362. Um, so I, I, I believe in doing that, and, and it's the first time I can really tell people that 
I think it makes sense to do an arm rate because I just don't think these rates will stay at the level they are for, uh, you know, I think within the next couple of years, there'll be an opportunity to get in a better rate. Lock in at a lower rate. Gotcha. Chuck, let me read this as it came in. This is from Julio, who purchased a home three years ago and had it inspected. He says there were several things that were noted on the inspection, but his agent at the time that he was using did not identify those as needing repair. Now Julio is selling his home, and the new buyer's inspector turned up the same problems, and the new buyer's agent is asking for those problems to be repaired. So Julio, who was a first-time home buyer, like we have a lot of people in our community who are first-time home buyers, who he says when he purchased the home, he's wondering why his agent never discussed these problems with him and that he needed to ask for those to be repaired like a roof that was at the end of its life. So he's wondering now, and he's asking me to ask you as the attorney, three years later, after he purchased the house, can he go after the agent for not protecting him against problems that are showing up in this new inspection? And if not, what are the guidelines of what you can do? Well, I don't know that there is anything you can do there. I mean, it's been three years, um, and he only became aware of this when the new person came in. Yeah, right. Which there's not any actual thing going on at that point. Uh, people will frequently uh, say, well, you know, I'll take the property without that repair or whatever. Uh don't know that that conversation did or did not happen, but if the agent says it did, then we've got a he said, she said kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. I just don't really see a whole lot of toeholds to, to get into on that sort of thing. Um, you know, yeah. is it really an agent's job to tell you what you ought to do? I'm also a little queasy on that. I mean, guiding down the path, offering advice, yeah. But uh, I don't know that you can lay that 100% on an agent. Yeah, I would I would suggest to Julio that, um, and for all of our listeners, that when you buy a home, you want to sit down with the home inspector and yeah. or call them and say, okay, so what do you think are the key things? And a lot of the good home inspectors like Home Team that we work with will put a summary sheet together of the things that they think needs to be addressed. And then you go, you ask the, your agent, because that obviously he's got the expertise, but I would tell you, it just isn't only on the back of the agent. It has to deal with the home inspector and your own thoughts about things. So I wish I could tell him and put him in a different direction, help him out and know if you could, but I think you're absolutely right on point there. Let's go uh, back over to Mr. Randy Rocky. Timothy is writing in and, oh, look at this. So the student debt, uh, the relief of 10,000 happened on um on Wednesday of this week by the Biden administration. And now Timothy writing in, he says, I have about $30,000 of student debt. It's about to be, well, it's now 20000 because of the new government debt reduction program. And now he's wondering, Randy, with that now 10000 reduction in debt, will he be able to take advantage to buy a home? Does that help him in any way in buying a home? It's a good question. First time we've seen this. Yeah, so what, what what we can do is we can use a half a percent as uh, debt-to-income ratio so for the debt-to-income. So now um, if he's in forbearance, which means he's not paying on it, rather than us using $150 a month, 
now it's a hundred dollars a month. So he'll be able to buy a home for you know it, it'll help him call qualify for a home a little bit more. So uh, more money. At, you know, yeah. another yeah, you're looking at another you know six seven thousand dollars um, scenario where he can buy a six or seven thousand dollar more home and qualify. That's interesting. So that there's, there is a trickle-down effect there. Good. Um, good to hear that. By the way, if you're missing any of the show, you want to hear parts of it again or see it, you can go to LouisvilleAnswers.com. That's LouisvilleAnswers.com. That will be a redirect to our YouTube channel. By the way, if you do that, you will see the three of us in as in video as we're recording this. And you will also notice I look like what I, I seem to have a black eye. My left eye. And no, I didn't get hit. It was, I uh, took my dogs in for grooming this past week, and one of my big German shepherds jumped. I should have veered left, and I didn't. And she jumped right in. She, the dog is fine. No, no, no problems. But me, she hit me with her head right into my eye. So if you want to see what that looks like, <laughs> LouisvilleAnswers.com. All right, we go back to the uh, the emails Timothy, uh, no, we got that one already. Back to the emails we go. Deidre is writing in. She recently read an article that there are some homeowner associations, Chuck, with rules that can be considered illegal if they're against the state or any federal law. Are you aware of that, that homeowner Uh, association? Yeah. Well, when you use the word illegal, uh, everybody thinks criminal. She's Uh, using it, not me. Yeah, okay. Unenforceable. Uh, oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. could get you in some trouble. For instance, let's say that uh, uh, the HOA says you can't have a dog, but yeah, right. you're disabled and you have to have a dog. Right. Uh, try to enforce that. That's when problems can arise. Just having it there as a restriction. Uh, I don't know that that creates a real problem. Uh, but when you try to enforce something, if it tends to be discriminatory in nature, there can be quite a bit of blowback. I've uh, dealt with that before a few times, and and I will tell you that there are two or three government agencies that are more than happy and ready, willing, and able to jump on that kind of thing. So she writes and continues, she says, my homeowner association is considering a regulation that would require that we, as the people who live in the HOA, Remove our satellite dish and or TV uh, antennas. Other, yeah, that? That also um, with the uh, uh, FCC, they they trump the uh, HOA rules every time. Uh, if uh, it can't be reasonably placed anywhere else, okay, you can't have your guy come out and say, "Oh, hey, I want this big pole right here." Yeah. Uh, if there's a more if there's a more reasonable location that the HOA could insist you move it there, uh, but uh, yeah, if the uh, rule says absolutely nothing on top of the roof and that's the only place to get a signal, the FCC trumps that every time. So she could she's safe on that if they decide to yeah. elect that. Well, I will tell you what happened to me. So when I moved here in 1994. We didn't have, remember, Dish TV or Direct TV. At the time, we had C-Band TV, which was a big dish, enormous. And I moved into Bridgepoint, and they did not allow dishes in your backyard mm-hmm. on your roof. Did you camouflage it? 
Yes, you heard the story. Yeah, at the time they made the the C band dish, which I don't know was six feet, maybe it was five or six feet round in circumference, and they had milk. They made them inside rocks, plastic looking, but they looked like rocks. And the HOA couldn't do it. It wasn't a dish. But if you looked at the rock and I was moving the dish because that's how they worked, you would see this rock moving, following the arc of what the satellites were up there. So just so you know, in case you were wondering, I was watching news because I was a broadcaster. So Uh, we are going to take a break. Let me remind you that if you're thinking of selling your home, we have six ways to help you sell your home and just about guaranteed to help you find your next home. Go to bobsellmyhome.com and then fill out the form. Read what we've got there. It'll help you and we can uh, help you get going on your next sale. And if you want to buy, we've got also 12 plus agents who are ready to help you find your home. We'll take a break. Chuck Crosby, Crosby Law Offices, continues with us, 499-6360. And then, of course, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 645-0736. My son Greg has the week off. You can reach me anytime to get you going on the market or just to talk. Free consultation, 376-5483. We are back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I built the number one brokerage firm in New York City by marketing luxury homes to the most qualified buyers. What makes the difference today in your area? The same thing, custom marketing to the right buyers. In Louisville, the agents with the best marketing plan are Bob and Greg Sokola. Their personalized marketing sells more homes for more money. If they can't find the right buyer on your deadline, they will buy it. Get the best marketing for your home. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and put more money in your pocket. News Radio 840 WHAS, the Louisville Real Estate Show, with you till the top of the hour. Thank you, Barbara Corcoran. Greg and I are heading up to see her this week, shoot some more commercials, and also talk with her 
about real estate in general. With us for the uh, the rest of this half hour, we've got Randy Rocky from Swan Financial. They do a great job getting you approved and to the closing table at 6450736. And equally good, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, they get you in and closed and entertain at the same time. And you can reach Chuck at 4996360. By the way, Chuck does a lot more than just uh, closed loans. One of the things he does are doing wills, and he does a great job. Again, 4996360. And you can reach me, Bob Sekoler, anytime on my cell phone, 376-5483. So Chuck Ben has an interesting problem. He wrote in telling us he bought a home. It was brand new from a builder three and a half years ago. And then water from one of those recent rainstorms that we all went through um, a month or two ago, entered the foundation and ruined the finish of the basement that he had done. So basement, water, ruined, three and a half years. So he's wondering, can he go after the builder for negligence at this point? Again, three and a half. You know, you've talked about this in the past, that it's a year from when you buy or from when you should have known. So I got a feeling he's picking up on the fact that he just knew about this in the past couple yeah. of weeks. I mean, it, it happens. Uh, builder's liability can exist past that time frame. Uh, I don't know anything about building a house much. Uh, so until the, the problem evidences itself, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, as long as you haven't passed the statute of limitations period um, and you, you know, you, from when you knew or reasonably should have known, uh, then yeah, there's always something going on. Uh, I'm just reminded that Muhammad Ali went after uh, uh, his builder. Oh, I think it was like eight, nine, nine years later. Wow. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was shocking to me. I don't remember exactly how all that turned out, uh, but it, uh, I think it, it worked out for him. Um, so so there is uh, hope. Yeah. 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 It's it's not a it's not a dead deal just because of the time frame. It's always statute starts running from when you knew or reasonably should have known. You might want to check, Ben, with your builder or your agent who represented you to check with your builder to see if there's something that they can you can work out with him before you go legal. But then I would tell you Chuck would be the guy to talk to. And if he doesn't do and I don't think you do that type of um, no, I don't, I don't yeah. typically litigation any longer uh but uh i do know who does <laughs> yes i know yep he'll he'll point you in the right direction we'll give out his number in just a little bit so randy john writes in he bought a home last year his escrow jumped nine thousand dollars from the time he bought it uh to now and he's wondering why this is happening was it a lender or a closing attorney what the heck happened there and this could happen to a lot of people, from what I understand. Right. So there are a couple of options that have happened. Number one, they increased the uh, amount on the home, and the property tax went up uh, substantially. Uh, the other other option is uh, homeowners insurance went up a lot, or or they're in a new construction situation where they only did the lot value, and then when the, they got the certificate of occupancy, when they moved in, they did not adjust 
until the end of the year, the uh, property tax. So let's say it's a $150,000 lot and then it's a $600,000 home. Obviously, there's about, you know, $5,200 worth of, uh, of taxes that they haven't been paying on for, let's say, you know, for a whole year. I should say they had been pay on for nine months. So it puts the escrow behind the eight ball. So that, without me looking at specific specifics, that, that, that to me would be one of the, basically of the, the three options of what happened. Yeah. And to defend the lender, um, there's no way you know that um, what the new taxes are going to be. You can estimate, but they no. could be wrong, right? Right. That is correct. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving forward. Um, Tony, I'm sorry, Lisa is going to build a house with her boyfriend this coming year, Chuck. And she's wondering how can she protect herself and anyone who's listening if she takes up with the boyfriend, they build the house, and then they have to sell their home that they just uh are buying and building together. So what is, I guess what she's saying is, what is the legal documentation that she should have maybe drawn up by an attorney like you to protect her so that they split, go either way, they're, they've covered each other and how to, that split is going to be occurring. And I know that sounds like she's dooming yeah. the relationship up front, but it really is smart thinking, don't you think? Well, I'm a little confused as to how it's been worded. Uh, they're buying a house together. They're buying they a building, and they're buying it together. And they want something akin to a prenup, even though... Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, always kind of dangerous territory there. I mean, you can draw something up contractually saying, you know, this is our percentages, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I assume from the way the question is being asked that it's not uh, a 50-50 uh, percentage, uh, but that raises all kinds of issues. Um, if it's not going to be 50-50, what percentages is it going to be? And if you're going into this uh, together, the percentages and payments and, and input at this point uh, may be different from what's done in the future. Plus, if they ever get married, then you've got all kinds of uh, divorce laws, uh, domestic relation laws uh, that would also uh, come into play. Um, you know, I've seen them put together uh, agreements, uh, but, uh, you know, as long as you're uh, single, um, you don't have the benefit of domestic relation laws on your side. So it best be a really specific uh, contract, basically, between the two of you. Uh, treat it like a business to, you know, as a, as a partnership, uh, not as a relationship, which would mean that the usual way this is done, which is joint survivorship, may not be the way to go. Something they want to handle uh, ahead of time. I would talk to a domestic relations attorney to get that done. Yeah. And make sure that the type or the vesting is is correct because uh, if you go to some you know uh, closing outfit uh, you know home loans are us uh, they may very well not uh, get uh, anything other than a cookie cutter deed uh, and you need that uh, you need something a little more specific in that case personalization and I guess yeah. the key is 
Don't go on the internet and pull a form down from the internet. That's not the Lord. Way to go. Yeah. Oh, Lord, no. Yeah. 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 Got to remember that a lot of times, well, shoot, prenups weren't even, you know, valid in Kentucky until, you know, I think within the last 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody did them. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of other things out there. You don't just want to grab something off the internet. Uh, Reader's Digest put this out. I, I found this fascinating. The cheapest, and, and anybody who wants to send me an email, uh, send me the link to the Reader's Digest cheapest days of the week report. And one of the things they had was the cheapest day to buy a house. Here's what this basically says. If you're going to go buy a house, better to do it on a Monday or Tuesday than any other day of the week because there are fewer people out looking at homes on a Monday and Tuesday. And so if there were going to be multiple offers, or cha- offers their chances are fewer that there are going to be multiple offers on a Monday or Tuesday. But they extrapolated this to many other things. For example, would either of you two want to jump on the cheapest day to get gas? That was one of the things. I mean, they've got a whole list of these. I'm not going to go into them. Just so you know, I'll answer that question. I think Wednesday. You'd be wrong. I think Wednesday would be the cheapest. Gas, Gas Buddy found that Monday is the cheapest day to visit the pumps in most states, followed by Friday and Sunday. Whatever you do, they say, do not fill up on Wednesday or Thursday. That's when prices are the highest. So keep an eye. Again, this is a fascinating report. Do I have? Do I believe it? Eh, there's some validity to it. During slower years, we tested, and then we tested again this year, we tested the theory that we put homes on the market on Thursday nights. Because if you put a home on the market to sell on a Thursday, It it would appear basically in the feed to all buyers on a Friday, and they'd make their appointments to see it, and hopefully we get multiple offers. But in this past year, the market was so hot, guys, and ladies who were listening, that it didn't matter what day we put it on the market. We got multiple offers and just any day of the week, right? And that kind of slowed down now. The market has, has slowed down, but it's still a great market. Final question here today. Shay writes that here, Chuck, she lives in a condo in Louisville, and uh, Shay says an upstairs neighbor who's having a water leak into his unit, the management company for the condominium complex refuses to do anything. The water has already ruined one of Shay's furniture, uh, pieces of furniture. Should Shay take the management company and or the neighbor above his house or his condo to small claims court, or what actions should Shay be thinking of? What are your thoughts on that? Well, first, there's insurance. I assume she's she's got insurance, so that can help get it uh, get the whatever replaced or repaired, yeah. uh, and that gets the problem stopped. That way, you know your damages, you know where you're at, and that's what you can go for. But yeah, if uh, somebody's damaging your unit, um, you definitely have the right to go against that person, and. Uh, if it's something that the HOA should be involved in, uh, they would be involved generally in things that uh, are, you know, not for individual use. Now, every HOA is different, uh, but whatever caused the problem uh, and the damages to her area, the HOA would probably handle that. Now, damages beyond that, the HOA wouldn't touch. Uh, that's not there 
their not their bailiwick. That's why you'd go after the individual who caused the damage. Does she knock on the door? Does she call the condo association? Is there a, a path well, on this? The the HOA is uh, you contact uh, the board of the HOA uh, or the property management group. Uh, usually, if there's a property management group, that's the way to go. Uh, but uh, the HOA is not going to handle everything there, okay? A lot of times they will specifically handle, like, only to the drywall or only this, that, or the other. That's why you have the insurance uh, to take uh, from where they stop uh, to where the damage goes. Uh, but the other one, yeah, uh, if somebody's damaged you, you go upstairs and you say, hey, uh, this is what's going on. Here's the bill. Uh, and if they say no, well, that's when you go to small claims or you get an attorney or, or go from there. Yep. But- we, we're out of time. Let me suggest, uh, Shay, that if you want, give uh, Chuck a call. He'll direct you in the right uh, direction here. Chuck Crosby, who does some great uh, closings, you can reach him at 499 636 also, Randy Rocky, who's been with us, Swan Financial, 645-0736. Thank you guys for being here today. And right. you can reach me anytime on my cell phone, 3765483. Bob Sakota will come out, talk about the process. There's no obligation, no fee, just if you want. If you're thinking about it, either this year, next year, or even beyond, just give me a call, 3765483. We're out of time. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.